Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode features Michigan-based muralist Kevin Burdick. I was so excited to chat with an artist who predominantly uses spray paint since I know very little bit about it, but I really want to. I was surprised to hear that Kevin uses acrylic spray alongside a roller with latex. Rollers and brushes, I know all about, but combining it with spray paint, I don't know why I never thought about this before. Basically, he rolls a base coat and then uses a mix of airbrush and cans to spray on top of it to get that just effortless blend I I ordered some Cobra and Montana gold cans directly after closing out this interview. I can't wait to try it. (laughs) So I expected to get some spray tips from this conversation, which I did, and you will too. But what I didn't expect to come away with was a reminder that I paint for the love of it and not just for the profit. Kevin loves what he does, and it really shows in his work. His spray murals have so much energy and movement and bright colors. They're just so alive. They pop off the wall. I really think you're going to enjoy this interview, but let me know what you think of this week's episode with Kevin Burdick. Hello, I have Kevin here with me today, and I'm so excited to ask you all the questions about spray painting and how you started your business and all the things. And first off, for anybody watching this live, I have the link to his Instagram. So you guys want to go check out his cool, cool stuff. It's It looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, tell us a bit about you and let's let's get to know Kevin. My name is Kevin Burdick. Scraps is kind of my AKA. It used to be graffiti name and just gone legit. So I've turned it into a little more uh, of a business and I don't know, just a stage name, I guess. Just been drawing my whole life. Started when I was obviously a kid, a love for it. Was terrible in school, like a lot of artists, I think. Well, terrible at like the normal academic side of school. And art was the only class I liked. So uh, got going, was into sports, and I played a lot of sports and got actually scholarship to schools that had no art program. And that was a little bit of a setback right out of school. Got injuries. And that's when I kind of had a little epiphany of saying, hey, let's try and do this art thing. Went to art at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh uh, for a few years. Never finished. (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing to say. At first, I was embarrassed. But now that I've got the ball rolling and traveling nationally and stuff, I'm almost, I wear it as like a medal almost. And that's a whole topic we get into later, obviously. But uh, after doing that, I got into airbrushing cars and motorcycles around. I'm from Flint area and Flint, Detroit, up here in Michigan. It's everyone has a car in their ground. Well, a project car, I should say. So the custom airbrush world was huge, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. It's not as big now, but uh, that's where I really like um, refined my chops and the little detail stuff with an airbrush. I had always spray painted, done graffiti for fun. And that was kind of the rebel artwork that uh, really intrigued me. And the airbrushing helped. And then I slowly got back into the murals now that murals are just, I mean, it's a golden era for mural art everywhere around the world and the timing just couldn't be better that i had the background with spray paint the art from some traditional training and just doing it and now uh things are cruising i'm doing mostly murals i still airbrush every once in a while 
when the job's right, I'm lucky enough to be busy that I can say no to some of the airbrush jobs and just do the fun, cool stuff. But yeah, it's mostly aerosol and mural art right now. Awesome. And so I follow you on Instagram. I stalk your page. And oh, thank you. That's what it's there for. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that you did this one really big job in like a day. And I'm a pretty fast painter, but I was like, I can't do that in a day. <laughs> so Oh, it was probably yeah, a recent one I think I did for a winning window tinting company over in Lansing. And the beauty of that one was the owner was like, Hey, here's a budget. This is what I have to spend. It wasn't a ton, is enough for a day. I mean, very good for a day. How much would can told, I ask? Uh, yeah, a thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. That's kind of my minimum, unless obviously, as an artist, you're friends, family, and that kind of stuff. You do, you hook them up. But uh, usually, about a thousand is my daily minimum to get over and do something cool. And it's more intriguing because the the owner had seen my stuff and was just like, "Hey, this is kind of what we want. You do your thing. We're not going to put any restrictions on you and go to town." And that's how I can really work fast and do, I think, my best work when I'm like, just go instinct on it. Yeah, for sure. And I imagine just the spray materials in general that helps you to work work pretty quickly. It goes quick. It really does. Once you learn the tips and techniques of spray cans, it really helps. And there is can control. It takes years. It's not something you're going to do, learn overnight, messing with the cans. But the cans nowadays are pretty fancy, low pressure. They're like a big airbrush. After a little work with the cans, you can really cut down on uh, fades that you'd be working with a brush for a couple hours. You can do in two seconds with one nice, clean, smooth spray with a can. All right. What products are you using? I use mostly Cobra spray paint with a K. They showed us a ton of love here at the Flint Art Project the last maybe four or five years. They give us deals on paint and they share everything on their page and they're huge supporters. So I just like to use, show love to the people that have shown us love, like to post their stuff. Obviously, I use a little bit of everything. Other, my other favorite brand is Montana. Their spray paint's really good. Montana Gold is very good, but uh, 75% Cobra. And then there's times where I just can't wait for an order. So I'll go to up here in Michigan and I think it's the Northeast. We have Dick Blick. I don't know how far they've expanded. I know they're not out like Colorado area. But uh, they sell Montana and they're starting to sell Cobra. So Awesome. Okay. I messaged you. I was like, if you ever want to do a tutorial, first off, I would want to <laughs> learn, but I would even buy it from you to put it inside of the Artist Academy. So, because I've had so many people want to know how to do spray and I'm like, I have very minimal <laughs> knowledge of it, yeah. but you are so good at it. And so if you ever want to teach. <laughs> just Yeah, definitely. Happen. It's been stewing in my head. I told Ooh. my wife about it and was like, huh. And she's the one who thinks outside of the box. I'm a kind of guy who's like, show me a wall. I just want to paint it. And then I guess the stereotypical artist where I'm not great at the business side of it. I focus so much on the product and trying to be as good as I possibly can that uh, the business side of it falls by the wayside a little bit. But my wife's there to pick me up on that. But uh, I think that'd be kind of cool to uh, show some people some of the stuff that we get used to as spray painters it's such a eureka moment for somebody that's never sprayed and it'd be cool to show some of those tricks. But then also in the graffiti world, it's kind of one of those, you got to be in the club type things. You got to just go out and do it. So I definitely encourage people to just go do it, but a few tips wouldn't hurt. 
Yeah, definitely. Because I do acrylics and latex. Mm-hmm. So I use a really big brush and I pretty, yeah. feel like I pretty much got that down, but I see, I don't know the process of doing spray. Like, do you do layers? What do you do darks first? My favorite is I'll roll. I'll still use exterior house paint, the classic stuff you buy at Sherwin-Williams, Home Depot, whatever. For a majority of the background, any large blocking in, you know, they call it when it traditional art to get the main gist of the color of the whole mural down. So maybe 20 to 30% of it is actually roller paint. And you're not trying to make it look great, obviously with this, the roller, but then you go in with the airbrush. It would be hard to explain. I guess I work light to dark um, with skies and then dark to light with other things. That'd be, that's a million dollar question. Mm. (laughs) I don't even know how to (laughs) kind of go to town. Okay, so you're using rollers, so like latex paint, and then yep, I still use latex paint. You do want to give it, let that dry good because if that latex paint is still wet underneath, and you spray spray paint over top, that dries so quick because it's a solvent-based paint that you're creating a barrier, and then that latex, the water hasn't evaporated, and it'll actually get trapped and bubble up and do some real funky stuff. So that's a major tip: is if you are going to use latex background, give it a good. I don't know. I mean, even a few hours usually, but maybe possibly a day if you're, uh, you know, it's not in the sun or something or it needs some time to dry. That's amazing. So I actually never even thought about using both. I kind of thought it was like one or the other. (laughs) No, no. Definitely use both. I use a little bit and then I actually, some murals, not the big, big stuff I won't use my airbrush on, but lately in the, maybe the last year I've started for final, final details. I will actually spray paint Oh, I don't even know if I should say this. I spray paint right into my airbrush and then use a little bit of lacquer thinner to dilute it down just so that it's a little thinner. So in my airbrush, because the airbrush is such a fine hole where it sprays out that you need it pretty thin. So I do that and then I can use any color that I have in my arsenal of spray paint, which I usually have about 200 colors at a job. And then I can use that for final details, clean up, cleaning up edges and stuff. But the airbrush... It's a great tool, but also I don't like overdoing it. I think it takes away from that spray paint look that people really want on their jobs these days. Okay, so you have an airbrush and then you use spray mm-hmm. paint cans too. And you use yep, a little mini air compressor. That's probably my three processes. Roller, latex background, or um, if I'm doing a big, big wall, big building, I'll be using an airless sprayer, what they use to spray houses and stuff. So I have that. Then the middle details are spray paint and then... Sometimes I use a little bit of airbrush. I feel like it's cheating and I'm going to get hated on. <laughs> no, people think projecting is cheating too, but really it's. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole, yeah, I'll get into that. Yeah. No projectors. I never use projectors. Oh no. Okay. Well, I cheat using projectors. So there's really nothing you could say. <laughs> I can't say that. Actually, I know as I'm like, like I have one right here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, every once in a while, I'll say it's a job, big company, you know, one that's going to pay the bills. There's not a ton of soul in it, you know, that is a job. And as an artist, you got to do those too. It's not all like, I only do what I want to do. You can, you just may not be making a living as quick as you maybe would like to. So I will use a projector here and there for certain things. It's a tool. You're right. So when it comes to graffiti and street art jams or mural jams, if I'm going to a mural fest, no projectors. It's all, yeah, it's about, I think it's more about respect between different artists because I'm trying to gain respect from these big, huge artists that I look up to. And they see that I'm just sketching and drawing using a grid or a doodle grid. 
I feel, and who knows, this is all could be just in my head, but I feel I get more respect from the, you know, the cool artists. (laughs) Oh, see, I've never, I've never been to a a festival like that. So I wouldn't know that tip. So that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of a thing from the graffiti world is that like, I would rather see an artist do something from their soul and it be off a little bit and know that that was their art from their head and heart than somebody that just projects a full thing and then they color it in. But, you know, that's why I dish out my respect. (laughs) Okay, I got you. I got you. All I'm saying is make it your own. Even if you are using a projector, I just hope that, you know, you put your own twist on it, whoever you are, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Even a projector, I mean, it just kind of helps me like, okay, this goes here and that goes there, but there's no really like fine. Exactly. Anyway. But yeah, so we have a comment here. I think this is Austin. I can't see who it is exactly, but he says, I'll come up and learn firsthand and he he can videotape for you. Austin's really good at doing the social media and whatnot. But yeah, if you guys wanted to collab and just really any next project that you have, that's how I started doing tutorials. I I had a project and I had somebody come on and I was like, just ask me questions and like video me and stuff because I don't even know what to say to you <laughs> or like yeah. what, what questions you have and then we just kind of made it into perfect no I love it and I love that you're doing this stuff I don't have the energy I guess I don't know and I love that you know there's a little bit everybody's doing something to move this whole mural vibe that's going on in the world right now moving it forward and making it I don't know a respected era in art you know when you look back you know, there was the cool retro 60s and, the, you know, stuff in the 1800s, the expressionist stuff. And I feel like we are creating our, this is our little era of the street art and mural world. Yeah, you're definitely right. There is some kind of fad going on right now where everybody wants murals and people will pay for them. And I'm like, how, how long is this wave going to last? Too? Like, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, I mean, really, like, as long as we keep pushing and creating cool stuff and there's still walls. For sure. I mean, there's a lot of walls everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Always paint for fun, too. I don't know. Like, that's something I wanted to say was that, like, yeah. there is the business side of it, but I always encourage like new artists that are trying to start in the mural world you know not every job is a home run you will get those but still paint for fun like when you turn your hobby into a business it's kind of a weird dance to keep interested in yeah for sure yeah i find that if people are paying for it that typically gets put to the top of my list i'm like okay yeah yeah and then all of my side projects go to the bottom and then after a while i'm like what happened to that like i, I just need yeah, to get you, back to that <laughs> you do you get a little burnt out and that's what i do i really try and that's what these mural festivals are and you i really highly recommend applying for some every city's doing them now it's crazy i'm doing one in a little suburb of indianapolis in two weeks suburb in texas they're not even these major cities like even little towns they have a lot of money to put towards beautification of their towns that usually goes to planting flowers and stuff, you know, which is good. But uh, <laughs> a lot of the cities can use that money, and it's usually a good chunk of money to put towards murals. So, how are you finding these? Because I I googled and I found one. I applied for it recently, and we're talking. So Google or yeah, not really Google. I I can't remember what the there is an Instagram site, and it's I'm terrible at remembering stuff like this off the top of my head. But there is um, actual like pages that will post whenever there's a call for artists for different mural festivals all over the world. And I'll track that down and try and get it to you so you can put it on this. Please do. Yeah. Eventually or after Google, I guess. Cause then there are, there's the main ones that like, I mean, they take the elite, but they're starting to kind of take 
from a pool of artists from the bottom, like starting artists all the way to the elite, you know, the obeys and, you know, the big, big names. So, yeah, I mean, spread the net wide and hopefully you get a few. That's what I do. You apply to a bunch. Okay. Hopefully they've seen your stuff and maybe have heard your name. (laughs) And then uh, they're like, oh, that's that guy. I saw that one, this and there or something. And then eventually we'll get to paint in Wynwood or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. I painted in Wynwood, but not the actual like festival. No. And that's way. what you have to do. Like a couple years ago, I went down and painted for a, it's called A Walls, another little festival that goes on during Art Basel. And you just take what you can get. You got to sacrifice and travel, spend the money. Some of these you're not getting paid much, if anything. Usually you'll get at least your paint covered and stuff. And then, uh, you got to get your name out there. So there's a lot of sacrificing. It's all write off. <laughs> so, you know, it's a good way to do a trip to Miami write off. Yeah. Get your name out there. There's tons of getting your name out there. A lot of these mural festivals, it is. It's usually only a couple thousand dollars. You're not walking away under, but the advertising you get and getting your name out there is worth every penny. Yeah, totally agree. You have to start start somewhere and work up. Mm-hmm. So, but now, what are you charging for? Say, say I'm a customer and I have a wall locally to you, and they say, "Hey, I saw your stuff. I w- I would love for you to come and paint something kind of custom for me on this big wall that I have." How do you price me? I usually have kind of a three level tier where my minimum for walls, big walls, anything is I won't go for twenty five hundred or less. And then I usually have kind of that range at about 5,000 and then 10,000. That's what I tell people right off the bat. The 10,000 one will get you shared all over. People are going to see it. You'll be the talk of the town. The $5,000 one, it's going to be cool. Don't get me wrong. It might happen and get real popular and be amazing. And then the get you a mural type price is the low end. But uh, I don't know. I go with my gut. I know, I know that's my wife would kill me hearing me say that. But uh, you read the client, I guess. Huge corporations have huge budgets that they just blow money on. And it's all always write-offs for companies. So corporate stuff, I obviously tweak it and add a good chunk more to them. Yeah. Private people, say it's at somebody's yeah, house. They'll be on the lower side, I guess. But they might not get priority if I'm doing a $10,000 wall. That's the one I'm going to book for sure. And then if I can get to those other ones, I will, or I'll do those big ten, fifteen thousand dollar jobs, and then take time off for my brain and you know and go and paint at these festivals and kind of recoup almost. Yeah, having that balance in there. So you yeah, did, you mentioned that your wife she helps you with the business side. How much does she help you? Yep, uh, she kind of handles when you know you get that first intake of uh, inquiries through the website. There's always a wave. A lot of people want to ask, you know, the pricing and stuff, but they might not be that serious. So she'll handle those and tell prices back to them. Just really rough quotes and how busy I am and stuff. And then uh, if it seems serious and she's, we've been together for 10 years. So she's got a good read on what I like to do. So she'll kind of filter through the ones that she thinks I would really like doing or send them my way. She just handles all the editing of redoing the website. The, uh, portfolios, the stuff that you send out to these mural festivals keeps me working. <laughs> Motivation, yeah. I guess. That's handy. Back rubs. The, yeah. yeah. Support. <laughs> yeah, just it is mental support having 
someone great. It really is. I was reading some article about the percentage of people who, if you have somebody on your side, like a spouse, who's really invested in what you do, the the rate at which you're going to succeed at is times 10 or something like it's and the speed at which you're going is it just multiplies it's it, having that support system or somebody whether it's a friend or a family or a support group or whatnot it just it helps oh yeah it is artists we're all like no matter where you're at in your career i feel like we're always questioning it mm-hmm. and it's nice to have somebody that will tell you you're doing great but also tell you if you're not doing great yeah i think that's almost more important it's like hey what's wrong with that person's face in the mural there? And you're like, what? Because everybody online, they're not professional art critics or they're not, you know, they want to be nice to you. So they're like, everything looks great. And they'll write you that. And it's almost a false gratification. And then uh, you need somebody to kind of be like, oh, that one's a little off. And it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do appreciate it eventually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll have, have my husband look at it. I'm like, do you see anything wrong with this painting? I won't even say what it is. I'm like, does it look okay? He's like, that spot looks weird. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is good. I know it's hard as artists because we all think we're terrible, but we also think we're the greatest artists in the world <laughs> in a weird conundrum. So it's good to have somebody yeah, that you trust to tell you stuff like that. I guess that's maybe the best uh, part of having that good support. Yeah, for sure. So we, actually, we have a quick question here. Somebody asked for fluorescent spray paint colors. Do you use fluorescent colors? And they they mentioned that they they fade really quickly. They do fade. The UV in them. I don't know why, but if it has something to do with the tint that they use in them, they fade quite a bit. I just did one, no joke, yesterday where I was going for that glowing Tron almost look of these panels on a futuristic. It looked mechanical. It was a car spray booth that we painted to look, make it look like really like fancy or futuristic. I like getting the effect from colors, starting with a dark color and then working your way up to that, the brightest, almost close to white to make a, it look fluorescent. Check out Adam Fu. Okay. Adam F-U, I think, or something on Instagram. He does just neon stuff. It's amazing. But yeah, the colors, whoever they ask, it, they're definitely right. The fluorescents don't last well. Reds fade quicker, just like any paint. Reds are going to turn to pink after maybe six or seven years, which is still pretty good. The spray paint that we use, the high-end mural stuff, it has UV protectant in it, and it lasts. It's almost like automotive paint that's not going to fade. Uh, like, you know, if you buy a bright red from Home Depot and a bear paint or something, that mm-hmm. red's going to fade pretty quick, two or three years. It's going to start turning pink. But the spray paint is definitely... With that said, it's also much more toxic. So definitely make sure you're aware of wearing act like really good respirator. It's no joke. Especially me, I'm around it a lot. So I'm like real mental. I buy new cartridges at least once a month because the cartridges do go bad. The carbon in them, they actually get clogged with paint. So a lot of people get a mask and I'll see them and they're so dirty and gross. And I'm like, when's the last time you changed those? And they're like, oh, I bought it a couple of years ago. I'm like, that thing's not doing anything. So... <laughs> There's actual carbon in those filters that's sucking the toxins out of the air that you're breathing. So definitely change uh, the cartridges. Great tip. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, one time I painted a bathroom uh, pink and I spray painted it with glitter and I didn't use a mask oh, and I legit got oh, yeah. busy. I had to go outside yeah. and hit. I'm like, I know better. What am I doing? This is a while ago. But yeah. yeah. Obviously, there's times where I'll get excited about a job and I'll start painting and be like, oh, damn, why am I get, don't I have my mask? Like, getting nasty. So it does happen, obviously. But the more, the better. It's nothing like, I mean, latex has a smell, you know, or acrylics. There's a smell, but it's nothing like 
you know, spray paint, you do need major ventilation. A lot of times if I'm doing a restaurant or somewhere, I'm in there at 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning, which is kind of brutal, but you have to paint when no one's there, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, with the spray. So that's another little logistics thing of, yeah, when you're doing mostly spray paint. Yeah. I remember I was working on a store one time and they were spraying blue with like an ocean scene near me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even really that close to it, but I blew my nose later and I had blue. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It's a real... <laughs> Shows you your nose is working good, but yeah, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And especially being artists, we're going to be around it a lot. I'm sure every once in a while, it's not going to you know affect you down the road. But if you're around it a lot, yeah, I'm real crazy about it. Great, tip. not good for you. Looks great, not good for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it kind of makes us look really professional having those like really big masks. Yeah, on. And it, it is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, where are your customers coming from mostly? I found you on Instagram through Austin, but where are they finding you? Another thing I love about murals is their their own billboards. Once you're doing large scale stuff outside, people are going to see them. If it's quality, they'll want it. That's why you know really refine your designs and work on the making sure that's as good as you can possibly do. Be proud of it, and it'll spread. Treat customers right; they'll spread the word. Usually, someone will go into a building if you haven't put your name. Usually, most artists will at least put their Instagram, sometimes website, or just name so they can find you on that. But I don't pay for any advertisement. I do have a website pretty basic, just a portfolio, a bunch of photos that helps, but it's mainly, I think word of mouth, Instagram. I have enough around here in Michigan that they're kind of self-sustaining, getting the businesses or getting known, but uh, nationwide, I don't know, I guess Instagram, but I'm terrible at it. I'm not a guy that posts every day, all day with stories and stuff. I'm trying to do better about that, but Eh, I feel like if if you don't need to, if it's working, then yeah, that too. I don't want to rely on it, but a lot of the festivals, they will. It's I have a chip on my shoulder. Like they'll like look at your followers. I, I feel like they'll look at your followers before they look at your artwork. But uh, that's probably just me. No, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's something to that. Yeah, people will see a that. little bit. But also, I have gotten into big festivals with some big names, and I have nothing compared to them. So I, I there are some that are like I hope my art is getting me into these things. You know. Yeah. So that's what I tell myself. Yeah, for sure. As we wrap this up, uh, do you have any last minute advice for artists who are trying to make it in the spray painting world or mural world in general? We have a lot of people who listen to this who are just starting out, hoping to go full time, and they're like, how do I make this happen? Uh, yeah, start, but don't freak out if it doesn't happen in the first few months or something. You know, this took, I started painting when I was 18 professionally airbrushing cars when I was 22 while I was still kind of in school. And I mean, there was a good 10, 15 years where I was making enough, but I was still living in and out at home, moving around, not making a lot of money. It was a good 10, 15 years. I'm lucky I started right early. So I got through that rough era and, um, you know, the last 10 years have been good. It does take time. Every once in a while, somebody just blows up. It's awesome. You're living in a great time right now for mural artists. Yeah. Uh, There's tons of work out there. One for the soul, one for the dough. That's what I always say with murals. Do one for the money. We live in a society where we need money to live. And then also do one for the soul. Keep you happy and loving art. Do whatever you want to do because you are going to be restricted. Until someday, hopefully, you get to a point where you're a huge artist and you only paint what you want to do and then people throw money at you. That's the dream. Yeah. But uh, don't be afraid to start. 
Yeah, I think that really shows in your work too, because there's several that you're like, wow, you really know what you're doing. And you that that's a lot <laughs> of color you. and it's very... It's just eye-catching. And I feel like the stuff that we like to do and then we don't get paid as much for, I find that that's almost the most shared stuff, <laughs> even though I, I didn't get paid hardly anything for that, but it was my idea. Whether exactly. It was full of color. All my mural my festival way. stuff. Yep. Yeah. The stuff when I'm really know, when I know what I think is cool and I'm really in a flow and I'm excited about it and I don't, I'm not even tired when I'm painting it, you know, because I'm so into it. It has taken over my brain. I'm like a little kid again, painting, loving it, excited to see what it's going to be when it's done. Or no, I know it's going in a good direction. Those are the ones that do. They get blown up, and I love that. And then the ones, you know, the business ones, they are what they are. I still love them in a way. And you, you have to keep that standard up so that you keep getting jobs, no matter what the job is, even if it's not fun. You know, there's days even when I wake up, I'm going to paint for a living. And I'm making really good money. And I'm still just like, oh, I don't want to go to work because it's work still. Yep. But I just step back and take a look and be like, oh, I'm not going into a cubicle to work or I'm not sitting in traffic or anything, you know, every day. So very lucky. Yeah. Try your best. Don't be hard on yourself. I think, <laughs> Like I was saying, like, it doesn't happen overnight. Every painting you do isn't going to be amazing. I have tons of terrible artwork. I just don't share it, you know? <laughs> I think that's something kids need to hear that like every drawing you do, you're going to have 10 terrible ones for every two or three runs that you just, I think are awesome. Maybe more. And I do I have piles of just like, you look back and you're like, what was I doing? <laughs> but it's all part of that process, you know? Yeah, for sure. Is there ever any kind of projects that you do for a company where you're like, you want that really? And then you don't share it? rarely. I think I'm a point in my career where they come to me and they know they've seen what I do. So they give me ideas. And then I take that and put it into my own style or my so that I would enjoy painting it. Great. So lately, no, but yeah, I'm sure there was tons of stuff I wouldn't share. Or I was even embarrassed. You feel like you're a sellout as an artist or, you know, this and that. And that's a huge debate in the world. Like, oh, you you're doing it for the money. It's like, well, yeah. And I'm doing it because I love painting. Trying to do both. Yep. It's a, it's a balance of both for sure. Mm -hmm. And you, you've inspired me to paint more for myself because I'm really more on the side of making money so I can go and would do whatever else, not, not work basically. That maybe is your fueling your soul is getting away from the painting. Mm -hmm. But if you got into painting because you liked it in the beginning, every once in a while, I feel like you got to go and just paint something goofy or whatever you want. So true. Yeah. You very much reminded me of it and have talked me into it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go do that. And I hope other people take it from that and do that as well. Definitely. Because those paintings still help you in your commercial stuff. Yeah. Like you try something new, fun, and then that will help you, you know, it's just more practice. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything. It's been awesome to talk to you. And yeah. Thank you for noticing my art and yeah, letting me use your platform to get out to more artists and stuff. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. And we will be looking forward to that tutorial at some point. <laughs> All right. It's cooking. Yeah. It's cooking in here. I'll be stalking you All on right. Instagram until then. <laughs> cool. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. And if you like hearing interviews just like this in your ear, if they inspire you, then I want to encourage you to go download the audible version of my new book, Mural Money. It's a condensed version of basically all of the best of the best tips given here on the podcast from guests, plus my own words of wisdom to help you get started in any art industry 
plus stories of some hard lessons learned that I have never told before. You can pick up a copy at muralmoney.com. And again, I highly recommend the Audible version. I put a lot of tender love and care to make sure the Audible was extra special and had some extra goodness in there. And it's really for any artist, but especially those wanting to make a profit from a paintbrush. Muralmoney.com. That's it. I'll see you next week.